Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, guys. DG on Camel X. Few minutes past 4 p.m. Tonight, 7 p.m. St. Louis time on News Nation is Cuomo with our friend Chris Cuomo, who joins us now. Uh, Chris, welcome home. Uh, good to have you back. You always do a great job, but I, I thought you did an especially nice job on the ground there in Israel. I appreciate the generous assessment. Uh, it's good to be with all you guys, even though we're in very difficult times. I wish I had some answers for you. Yeah, very difficult times. So we've all been watching on television. As you well know, there's television and then there's being there. So help us to understand what it's like on the ground. Um. There's pain. You know, that's really the right word for it. Anywhere you look, there's pain. With Israelis, I've never had um, in my generation, I've never, you know, I know about the Holocaust. We all do. I've never heard, you know, in this country, we talk about the Holocaust and we talk about Nazis and that this guy's like Hitler. You know, we throw it around in a way that cheapens it. I've never heard Jewish people talk to me en masse about fearing extermination the way I did after this uh, attack uh, by Hamas, where when the scene started to come out, I have never seen, even ISIS, um, I've never seen people do to other human beings what they did. Uh, The intentionality of mutilation, of desecration, um, I've never seen anything like it. And those images evoked a fear that I've never sensed uh, there before. And it was coupled with the fact that Israel, we've never seen Israel taken uh, advantage of this way before militarily. So there's pain. You look at Palestine. I mean, the word should mean pain, right? Uh, The quality of life, the suffering, uh, the poverty, uh, the, the, you know, the, the almost damning of a generation of uh, lives there, so many young people with so little to look to except uh, the allure of dying for a cause, uh, which is why you have this proliferation of extremist groups there. There's just pain, but I have to be honest. If what happened to Israel, even with its unique existential crisis there, right, everyone around them doesn't want them to exist one way or another. When we got hit on 9-11, let alone if we ever had anybody due to Americans, what was done by Hamas to some Americans, there would be no more Palestine. We would have wiped it off the face of the planet already. And anybody who doesn't say that is lying to themselves because we went in 
to the wrong country on bad information and killed everyone we could after 9-11. And nobody was having this debate about our role in the suffering of the people we went after. So a lot of pain, brother, just not a lot of solutions. And this isn't going to end anytime soon. Chris, one of the stranger questions I've, I've asked in my career, but I think you'll get it. Uh, to what degree does it seem that the actions of Hamas was just these are just terrible people? And to what degree was it? It seemed a bit performative to me, like they went over the top on purpose for some purpose that I can't quite figure out. Um, oh, yes, you can. Uh, they Look, the prospect of Israel making peace with the dominant Arab player in the form of Saudi Arabia is way too much for Hamas or for Hezbollah or for Iran to want. And that's why they worked together to make sure they blew it up right on the eve of it. There is no coincidence involved in the timing here. Now, what is also true is that they did terrible things, one, because that's what they do, two, because that's what they wanted, and three, because they absolutely wanted exactly what's happening right now. Yeah. They profit from the suffering of Palestinians. See, that's the problem that I couldn't really understand from abroad, and I, I can't seem to quell at home, which is you can totally feel any way you want to feel about Israel's role in Palestine's abject suffering, okay? You've, any argument you want to make, there's going to be some validity to it, and you can go back and forth. There's a debate to be had. No question about it. I would like to interject that I don't understand why the Arabs get such a pass on the people who they swear all the time are their brothers and sisters, but only when it comes to fighting Israel. Um, But they don't want to build up Palestine. They don't want to take the refugees. They don't want to help the people. They don't want to provide the infrastructure. I don't know why they get a pass. But let's put that to the side. The idea of in any way forgiving or saying you understand or appreciating what a terroristic organization did, let alone the way they did it, is crazy even for America. But you're spot on, brother. Hamas did exactly what works for it in the way it wanted to, and they knew this was going to happen, and they profit from this. They profit from this. They've got a generation of recruits out of this now because of the suffering which is being caused by Israel, but it's being being caused by Israel because of the provocation. Chris, your response, uh, DeSantis, a couple of uh, anchors on Fox News have been basically saying uh, Palestinians are Hamas. There's really no big difference. Don't let them come to America. If they're not terrorists, they're all anti-Semitic. We had a caller today to to my show saying basically the same thing, that uh, quit making a distinction between Palestinian people and the Hamas terrorists. Your take on not just one crazy caller to a local St. Louis station, but uh, a presidential candidate and, and, and major anchors on a major channel. Well, first of all, never, never apply a discount to the profitability of division in American politics. All right. We're always looking for bad guys. Remember, let's not forget, one of the big power lines for Trump early on was Islam hates us. Remember those days? Sure. So DeSantis has just taken another page out of Trump's book, and he can do that. that. That's fine. I don't think that it works as well for him. Look, there's absolutely no question that not every Palestinian is Hamas. And we know this. 
It's just that, look, when people are suffering, they are susceptible. Mm-hmm. All right. When I got the um, opportunity, let's say, to go to Pakistan and I was in the northwest frontier provinces, Osama bin Laden was the outlier, a guy who was educated, who had opportunities in his life and yet turned to extremism. Very, very rare. The norm was abject poverty, no education, anger turned inwards, given an avenue to turn it outwards, embedded in religion, uh, which is the great fomenter of extreme thought. And now you have a population. Same is true in Palestine. It was true in Pakistan. It was true in Iraq. It was true in Afghanistan. It's true in Central America. It's true in North Africa. Poverty plus a lack of education, plus someone to direct it towards, equals extremism. And especially if you put religion into the mix. Yeah. So that's what it is. Look, you can't blame the Palestinians and mass, and they should be helped. But it's really, there's too much on Israel in the equation to solve. And look, I, I, it really is hard for me to hear Americans say, oh, I don't know, I think this is a little heavy, heavy-handed by Israel. Really, we went in to the wrong country on bad information. And I watched us kill everybody in our way. And then we got a new president who said we went to the wrong country, picked a different country, which happened to be the right country, although really Saudi Arabia is the root of all these things. And we went into Afghanistan and there we went again. So I don't want to hear, you know, it's hard to tolerate hearing Americans say that Israel shouldn't be defending its right to exist when nobody was threatening our right to exist. Yeah. And we did what they're doing now and more. So, Chris, stick with me on this one for a minute. The topic of the day, of course, is uh, this hospital that was hit. And uh, it, it reminds me of Adelaide Stevenson going to the U.N. during the Cuban Missile Crisis, and he had the receipts. He had the pictures from the U-2 planes of the missiles in Cuba, and everyone went, oh, crap, the jig's up, you caught us. They have very similar, maybe better evidence now that it was not an IDF strike. It was uh, Islamic Jihad. A rocket went bad and hit the hospital. I do not blame Donald Trump, but I I draw a, a line because— Donald Trump introduced fake news, alternative facts. This is bull crap. Don't believe this guy. Military people I worked with were so stupid. And we live in like a post-truth society where people's narratives are more important than empirical facts. Absolutely. 100%. Especially here. And making it worse, I don't know what to do about it. Because every time I call it out, people say that that's ironic coming from a member of the MSM. It's like almost you need to have everybody in the media quit or be fired and be replaced by people who've never done journalism before, because that seems to be the only commodity that Americans appreciate right now is if you want a job that you have no qualifications for. You know, if you want to be president, you're best served if you've never been in office before. <laughs> you know, if you, if you want to be in a position of power, you know, they're just rejecting yeah. As a culture, we are rejecting people in positions of power. Look, the one forgiveness I'll give for people who blamed Israel right out of the box, on a very basic cursory level of analysis, my wife was just asking me this right before we did this, because she was upset about the false accusation, understandably so. Who else would bomb 
a hospital uh, in a war? The people who are using the hospital or the people who are being uh, who are being, you know, who they're in a war with on that basic level. It would make more sense that it would be Israel Mm -hmm. than it would be anybody on the other side. But that's not the job. The job is on what basis? Because they say they didn't do it. What is the basis of proof that they did do it, let alone that you're taking that suggestion from a terrorist? Uh, That's where we got it wrong. Why did we get it wrong? Now, when I say we, I'm not talking about me. News News Nation had this right all the way through um, because I had early recognition of, you know, I had just come out of there. And And the idea that that's what Israel does, I do not accept. Um, do they kill civilians? Yes. Do they kill children? Yes. Uh, are they targeting children and civilians? No, I don't believe so. And I think it happens anyway. I think that it is unforgivable when it does. I think it's a statement of the nature of this tragedy and why Israel has to pay such a price for what comes next, because they're going to have to rebuild the place. However, however, after that cursory level of analysis, the only reason it was done that it has to be Israel was to fuel the need to attack opposition. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, it's just weird to be hearing it in America. We all don't have a better friend than Israel in that region. Yeah. You know, so to hear people say, but I care about the Palestinians, great, great. I wish you'd cared about it more before this, but fine. But, and that's why what happened with Hamas is okay. It's just crazy talk. Yeah. It's just crazy talk, and it is a sign of how diseased we are. Uh, Chris, final question here. We'll let you go get ready for your show. And whether you want to connect this to Israel or not, dealer's choice. Uh, but Jim Jordan went down again today, got fewer votes than he did uh, the, the, the vote before. Uh, how do you handicap what's going on there? Um, you know, this is the be careful what you wish for. Uh, mindless dissent and constant denigration of everything that matters has put the Republicans where they are right now, where you have a handful of people. A couple of them, I believe, are acting in good faith. I believe they really do believe that the entire culture needs to change. Um, But there are also opportunists in there, and they basically handed a small group of people uh, a bat and then bent their head down and is letting them beat it. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be Jim Jordan. I'm having one of my favorite members of Congress on tonight. And I say one of, just to be more fair, he really is my favorite member of Congress. Ned Burch is going to come on. And he is going to be talking about a representative from Tennessee. He's one of the eight. Mm -hmm. He's one of the eight that uh, was a catalyst for this. And I want to have a conversation with him because I've never had him not deal in good faith. You don't have to like his ideas, but I don't believe he's ever lied to me. So, and that's, that's that's pretty good in the current environment. You bet. But- I get that you are upset about how things were, but now they're not going to be the way you want them to be. So are you ready to make a move to get back to work? That's what they have to decide. Are they ready to do that yet? We'll see. Uh, Tonight, 7 p.m., St. Louis time, News Nation, Cuomo. Chris, always great to talk to you. Welcome home, and we'll talk to you next week. I will just say one thing. The reason that they're going to prolong the speaker thing is because it's easier than getting back to work. I know that's cynical, but it's also true. Yeah, I don't doubt it. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. 425 DGS. I had to run back because I was uh, cutting a promo for Halloween. Here are the basics. 
starting Wednesday the 25th, which I believe is next Wednesday, because after COVID, I have no sense of time and everything tastes salty. Uh, starting next Wednesday the 25th, 420, 430, we haven't really decided exactly, uh, through Halloween, so five days, we will be presenting your spooky stories and some of mine. Uh, we've recorded quite a few. We still, we, we, we have enough to fill it. Uh, but if you have a better story, then we'll bump someone and we'll put your scary story in. So you can go to DGSHalloween at gmail.com. Uh, you don't have to write a novel. You can if you want. But if you just send us a paragraph or so on this happened to me, it could be a ghost story. It could be a, a Bigfoot story. It could be a UFO story, anything like that. And uh, today we interviewed Sharon and she told us our story. And uh, so that's what we're going to do for Halloween. I'm excited about it. It's a, it's a new look for us. I think it's going to be more entertainment, more bang for the buck. And uh, Lord Distributing, who's been a consistent sponsor of Halloween over the years, has stepped up again. And they will be sponsoring uh, the DGS Halloween. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Can't oh, wait. yeah. Do you, guys, uh, do you guys ever watch, like, the scary TikToks? Yeah. No. Like where there's like a haunted room, or yep. they're like walking through. There's, there. I, I I don't know why, but I love them. Me too. I'm Most not sure of my what you mean. So like it'll stuff. be somebody like there. One I saw yesterday was this guy in his house with his kid, and there's just knocking at the door, like this ba- the basement door. It's pounding at the door, and he opens it, and there's nothing there. Oh, okay. And then he yeah. closes that one, and there's knocking on another door, and he opens it. And it's a pantry all set up. I think a lot of them are. I think a lot of them are, and the others are just people that are freaking out. Yeah. But because you could, you almost never see anything. But it's always, you know, it's always the tense music and it's yeah, yeah. Wait, he opened the door and it was a pantry, and there's nothing in there. Like the, what the door is a pantry. The door was being pounded on oh, from the okay, inside. Okay, he okay. opens it and there's nothing there. And as soon as he closes that, another there's no knocking. flower, no cereal. I mean, <laughs> these are things that would not be hard to fake. I just want to be very clear about that. Like I, you, know, I don't, you don't see a, <laughs> you don't see a lot where you're like, oh my god, that was real. Like yeah. mostly you're just seeing like people scared and they're like I trying would, to figure it out. I would love at least one Bigfoot encounter because I know there are people out there, hunters and fishermen and such. And I would love at least one UFO story. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So especially if you have those, reach out to us at DGS Halloween at gmail.com. 438 DGS. Do some audio. Sure. What would you like to start with? You have uh, some audio here, Dave. You have some Trump audio. From yesterday, mm, we need to get is, better right, at this. This is the uh, <laughs> sorry. This is the um, uh, he was saying that his house is you know the most valuable. Ah, it's okay. We covered that. Okay, I'll play this little clip from Chris Christie. I think he was on CNN earlier today. The Congress can't do anything about any of those four things because they don't have a Speaker of the House. Yeah, uh, and that's the Republican Speaker of the House. Does Jim Jordan have your support? I just want them to pick somebody. I, I think he speaks for a lot of people. It's like, just pick someone and let's move on from this. This is just getting to be kind of crazy. I am not a Jim Jordan fan. I personally don't want him to be Speaker of the House at all, but they need to sort this out at some point because this is getting embarrassing. I agree, but I disagree. Okay. I would rather it go on another month than have Jim Jordan be the Speaker of the House. How can they not all just sit in a room and say, let's get the list of names we can agree on and we will pick them? I mean, doesn't it just come down to that there are a handful of people that won't accept anybody or the ones they will accept other people can't? I don't know much about this McHenry guy that has stepped in as the interim, 
But uh, uh, John Boehner and Newt Gingrich have stepped up and said, just let him do it. Just vote this guy in. What I like about him is he's a nobody. I'm sick of identity politics. I'm sick of the cult of personality. I'm sick of the craziest, handsomest, most interesting. Give me a nerd. Give me a policy (laughs) nerd. Give me a wonk. Give me a wank. Give me a guy that no one knows or cares about, but can be a good facilitator. I'm tired of all of these races being student council in eighth grade. Yeah. He apparently says he doesn't want it, but maybe that's why he should get it. Yeah. Because he's not there to grandstand and make something bigger out of it. He would just do the job. So, Wheels, you have some UFO audio Yeah, you want to hear some UFO audio? All right, so the voices you're going to hear, you'll recognize, Dave. Jeremy Corbell is on this. George Knapp, the reporter out of Las Vegas, is on this. Uh, And there's another dude whose name I'm not aware of. But they're talking to the former head of the Defense Intelligence Agency's UFO program. Is you're officially allowed to tell us that the United States government has in its possession a craft of unknown origin and you are able to access the inside. Is that correct? The wording that you're, you read is correct. You told us because you were allowed to tell us that our government has a UFO in its possession and has been able to access the inside of it, right? Yes. How do we know it's a craft and not a doorstop? We accessed it. It has no engine. It has no wings, no, no, no fuel. It doesn't. We don't know that it travels. Do we know it's a craft or it's just a, a rock? George, you're, you're going into the further discussion that occurred that day. All right. Uh, we can't we can't go there. So that guy's name is James Lekatsky. And again, he used to head up the DIA's UFO investigations. He's got a book, so he's pushing a book, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's a kind of a podcast, but it's in video format. They're all on Zoom talking at the same time. So that that's a pretty big claim. Apparently, it's it's a claim he's making in his book that they have a vehicle and they are, quote, running an exploitation effort. You guys still watching the Encounters show on Netflix? I've got to get I think I'm I think I have one more. I haven't done the fourth one. It's kind of fallen off. Yeah, they've done. I mean, they do a good job with the way they put it together. It's not super. It's not over the top. It's not trying to. Which is what I like about it. Yes, exactly. It's just kind of here are the people that are saying these things. Listen to them. That's basically what it is. No extra special effects. No um, grand claims about anything. Just people telling their story. Dave, you have another piece of audio here from Will Knight. The he was a wrestler with Jim Jordan. Oh yeah, this oh, is one yeah. of the one of the the wrestlers that knew what went on with Jim Jordan. The funny thing is that when people always call Jim Jordan a fighter, and I always wonder who he's fighting for, because he had a real opportunity to fight for us and the people that he coached and the people that he recruited at the Ohio State, and he's all he's done is just turned his back on us. So I don't know what the fighter thing is. I know he used to be a fighter. I know he used to be a good wrestler. But he's not a good fighter for anyone else that, that I know of. You guys know the, like the, what he's accused of, right? I mean, he's not accused of the abuse. It was a team doctor. Yeah, sort um, of a Larry Nassar situation. Yeah, similar idea. He was a team doctor that was apparently um, taking advantage of wrestlers. Like they would come in for some medical thing, and it would turn out and it turned into something um, obviously abusive. And what the wrestlers claim is, he was an assistant coach on the wrestling team is that they went to him, they told him, and he basically brushed it off. That's the accusation against him. 
it's a, it's a broad generalization, but I mean, it's yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's been at least the least six of the former wrestlers that have said this. Yeah. Mm. Very sad. Um, now we have some old audio wheels. You have this is labeled May um, asteroid. Do you know what these things are? The asteroid one was like an asteroid's coming to hit us or something. <laughs> you wanted me to get this. I don't remember that <laughs> one. What? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, we that need one. to get better at this, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our audio, folks. We could play um, our Halloween teasers again if you'd like to hear them. This is okay. I have a controversial take on something. Let's hear it. Today's National Mashed Potato Day. Okay. Mashed potatoes suck. What? what? That's wow. right. Wow. They suck. Deal with it. I did not expect you to say that. Dave. I know you didn't. You don't like instant mashed potatoes? I like them better than real ones. What's your problem with real ones? Explain it. Texture. Okay. Texture's great. It's just mush. I don't like... Oh, you've convinced me. <laughs> you've changed my mind. <laughs> mush it all in your face. I like a firm mashed potato. I don't like the... I don't like it when it's like soupy. Ugh, that makes me want to throw that up. That could be a sweet yeah, 16. It's like great. mainstream things that everybody loves but you hate. Yeah. But that's like super subjective, right? Like I know. <laughs> but everything we do on the Sweet Sixteen is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not. It's, the Sweet Sixteen is not very. It's not scientific. really a scientific. <laughs> <laughs> a second flight had to be canceled because of someone going to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom on the plane. Number two. Ugh. Take some like what is it called? Imodium. Yeah. Get some of that before you. A copy. Get on your killer. flight. Isn't it crazy how? It never happens, and then it happens once, and then it just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Not just this, but Coffee just like, cats. remember back a few years ago when, like, plane windshields were just busting? Remember that? Mm-hmm. And, and and it was just happening on a daily basis. You're like, well, has this always been happening, and now you're just reporting it? <laughs> or what the hell is going on? That's terrifying. You're going to have your windshield crash or someone go number two down the hallway. I mean, I'd rather deal with the smell. Yeah, I think I I'd be crash. pretty freaked out if the windshield <laughs> cracked. 94% of employees would delay contacting IT after spilling alcohol or uh, soda on their work computer. Oh, yeah. Oh, like try to clean it up themselves first? Uh, I think it's just plausible deniability. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Got me. I don't know what happened. My, uh, now, none of this stuff, it turns out, like does anything, so everything is fine. But my first day in this room, I spilled an entire, like, large cup of cherry Pepsi all over all of this. And I don't know uh, why you're confessing I this don't right either. now. It seems like a bad idea. Because it was fine. I, it, it, ended, it didn't end up getting on anything, and most of the stuff over here doesn't do anything, so I just cleaned it up. Well, but I was, like, very, Why very, do we have stuff that doesn't do anything? <laughs> I don't know. It's there's like a whole old, bay over there. There's yeah, it's like really? use. yeah. Old, dead equipment. Yeah, <laughs> it's not hooked up to anything. Impressive. <laughs> Tom Brady says that the NFL is basically becoming flag football because you're not allowed to hit. Easy to say as soon as he retires. Yeah. I didn't hear him saying that when he was taking hits last year. He's already, first of all, he's not that, he's he's a very old first year retired player, right? That's the old player, the stuff the old guys say. Like, oh, I might as well play flag football. Well, okay. I have a terrible speech impediment. Yeah, I know. Why, but, <laughs> Where was Tom Brady saying this the last five years when anytime somebody breathed on him, they threw a flag? <laughs> Speaking of flag football, do you see Patrick Mahomes wants to be the quarterback for the Olympic team? Yeah, there's no way the Chiefs can allow that. That'd be cool, though. You can't allow. I mean, like, there are a couple other guys that want, like Tyreek Hill wants to play. Like, 
Sure, go do that and blow out your knee playing flag football in the Olympics. But what's the difference between that and the pros playing basketball? Pretty none. Pretty much none. Except that most of the top guys don't do it anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, they, they have After occasionally. The team, like, no, they... they do it occasionally, but they don't do it every year. Do but also, was, uh, Do you think it was Paul George put the the fear into him after he uh, wasn't he the one well, that like, he, snapped his he, he leg had that there, Yeah, but I, I don't remember if that was in the Olympics or not, was it? I think I it might it, be. I thought it was in the Olympics. But I will say that one thing that scares everybody in football is... Like they did, remember they did this thing for a while for the Pro Bowl, and they did a they did a beach volleyball game, and a guy blew out his knee. Yeah. Or not beach volleyball, beach football, like flag football. Yeah, yeah. And he blew out his knee. The first time somebody does that, they're gonna just play like. Speaking nope. of sports, Nick's a Mizzou guy, and he wanted to go to the bragging rights game, and he said the cheapest ticket he could find is a thousand bucks. That it should be criminal. But mm. Why aren't we doing something about this? I mean, I know like... Uh, but we'd um, have to rein in secondary ticket market because that's what it is. Which is what we should do. Let's just outlaw friggin' Ticketmaster. No one likes it. StubHub, all those places. It's ridiculous. Well, it's either Rich. that or you have to go stand in line at the building Fine. to get them first. Done. Let's do it. I, don't, I really literally don't know how this is legal. That they can use AI and nanobots to buy all the tickets before you can humanly press a button... And the tickets are fifty bucks, eighty bucks, a hundred bucks, and boom, they're five hundred, they're a thousand. Yeah. Who can afford? Who can afford to do anything? Go to a concert, go to a sporting event. I agree with reigning in the technology doing it. I think it's one of the worst things in society that we don't address. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it I mean do you feel the same way about other similar things too? Like uh when a new iPhone comes out if people get them ahead and they want to sell it for twice what it is because you won't be able to get one for a month or two months. Is it the same idea? Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I just didn't that with, know that that was a thing. They'll do that with game systems, for example, like when an Xbox or PlayStation comes out. Yeah. You won't be able to get one, but you could get one for $5,000 if you really want to. I just to. don't like when big companies can use technology that we can't. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.